Well, welcome to See Here, Love, and the beginning of our unknown Women of the Bible series, featuring a panel of incredible Bible teachers ready to share with you the stories of 10 inspiring and unknown women from the Bible, women who were freedom fighters, warriors, engineers, and architects, strategic planners with an entrepreneurial spirit who forever altered history. So for the next four weeks, we'll be honoring these unknown women of the Bible, speaking their names, telling their stories, and learning from their tenacity, courage, obedience to God, resilience, and leadership. And today is the first of the series as we learn about Shifra, Pua, and Jehoshaphat, women who rose up in times of crisis. But before we get to the study, make sure you download our free study guide at seeherelove.com slash unknown women study so you and your Bible study group or small group can follow along with the questions as we learn together. So are you ready? Well, here we go. Episode one, study number one, these unknown women of the Bible who were instrumental in the big plan and purpose of God. From Crossroads Media, this is See Here Love, the podcast with Melinda Estabrooks, season nine, episode number 16. We're finally all here together. Yes. From British Columbia all the way through to Ontario, Canada. Welcome, all of you. Thank you. Unknown Women of the Bible series, and here we are. I'm so glad you're here. Thrilled we're all together, and I think we just need to get to know one another. I mean, we all know each other, love each other, but I think the rest of everybody needs to know. So let's start with you. Anne Miranda, who are you? Anne, answer this question. What do you love most about the Bible? Mm. It's not a loaded question. No, no. not loaded. Not a loaded. <laughs> well, okay, so my name's Anne. Um, I'm born and raised into a Lebanese family. Mm. Married a beautiful, romantic Latino Ooh. man named Ooh. Ooh. <laughs> We have two kiddos uh, who are now teenagers. I have been investing time these days as family ministries pastor mm. in the local church in my community and dabbling with writing and speaking, just having a lot of fun. And what I love about the Bible mm. is that every time I'm diving into scripture that mm. I think I know, it's mm. like a yeah. never ending so treasure. Uh, so, it, yeah. so something good. else yeah. is so revealed. In yeah. it. There's always yep. something yeah. new, even if you think you know, yep. it's just lovely. <laughs> mm -hmm. So Amazing. that's one of my favorite things. Well, welcome. It's so that. good to have you here. I'm so excited. Let's do this. All right, beside Hi. you, Trifina Paramala Gagnon. Hey, yeah. So Who are you and what you love most about Jesus? Ooh. <laughs> Ooh, all right, so I'm Trifina. Um, I also have little people. Like they're, They are little people. They're eight and six. I am married to a beautiful French-Canadian man with these gorgeous mixed-race children that we are walking through life with. Very neurodivergent household, which is amazing, and we celebrate it. Just a lot going on. Mm -hmm. um, and say, I like the idea of dabbling because I think a lot of my life is dabbling and writing and speaking. Mm -hmm. And honestly, I'm on this journey of figuring out what this season looks like. Mm -hmm. it, there's a lot of moving parts. And what mm -hmm. do I love about Jesus? I was talking, I was talking like, that with, yeah. oh my goodness, I, I, like, so as an Indian woman to see like at a really superficial level, you have like this brown Middle Eastern man show up and show us how to love. I'm like, oh my goodness, oh, yeah. which is, but also I think you have Jesus who showed us who God is. Yes. We showed us how God loves. We showed us who God, how God fights for our liberation and yeah. just loves well, honors women. And yeah, there's so much. There is so much. That's a good answer. Oh. I love that. There's so much. Yeah, I know. So much. Helen Burns, welcome. Oh, good to be here. Yes. 
I am born and raised in Vancouver mm -hmm. and uh, love Jesus and fell in love with my husband in high school oh, and okay. uh, married him. Mm -hmm. And uh, we will celebrate 50, <gasps> five zero years of marriage oh, this year. Yes. I mean, All right. love him more than ever. Yeah. I have three beautiful daughters and eight grandchildren. Two of my grandchildren are married. So I'm in a whole different season of life. 38 years ago, my husband and I Pass, uh, planted a church and pastored it for 35. We transitioned several years ago. I love my life. I love the church. I love building the church and I love what we're doing here. And I forgot to ask your question, but you know it, but what do you love most about um, gathering together to, to study the Bible? I love community. Mm. I really think yes. we grow best in community. Yeah. Uh, most of what I've learned, I certainly have this personal time in the word that I love hanging out with Jesus, but this blesses me. Mm. We're so much better together than we are apart. It's, yeah. It fulfills you. Iron sharpens iron. You learn things you, d you didn't think you needed to know, yeah. and that happens in community. So yeah. I'm excited about this. Well, we are too, and we're so glad you came all the way from BC to be here. And Voskamp, your 30-second bio, and what do you hope to learn through this study? Mm, I am from Ontario. Mm -hmm. I am married to a Dutch farmer, oh. and we have seven kids that range in age from 28 down to nine years of age. Wow. And um, I am a writer, speaker, blogger who loves to talk about Jesus. So I am thrilled. I mean, it doesn't get any better than to get to do this. Mm. I think I'm really excited about this study. It's the unknown women of the Bible. The exciting part is God knows those women. Yeah. Mm -hmm. And as we enter into how God knows the people who feel unknown, and all of us are parts of us that feel unknown, we get to know more of the heart of God. Yes. So it's it's layered, and I'm so excited to get to do this with all of you. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. So good. Well, I guess it's on me. I'll ask my own question and introduce <laughs> myself. So if people don't know or haven't watched See Here Love, I'm the host and executive producer of See Here Love, podcaster, speaker, author. I have a phenomenal husband, Chris, and I'm a bonus mom to uh, Nathan and Sophie, so I'm, I understand blended family dynamics. I, I'm a wannabe interior decorator. I love throwing parties. I love shoes. And I am grateful to have been adopted from the Philippines um, by Paul and Diane Estabrooks, who are Canadian. And so that's a beautiful story and journey of an unknown woman, unknown baby, getting a name. And so that's why this is so powerful for me on the unknown. And my question was, why host and produce another Bible study? Well, why not, especially with you guys? But it was because this is our second one. Our first one, we just saw across the world, women going, we want to gather, we want to learn together, we want to know about Jesus, we want to know how to live a flourishing, thriving, and transformed life with Jesus. We love the study. So that's why, through the Holy Spirit and my See Her Love team, we're like, let's do another one. So here we go. Hi, I'm Addison Espilla, one of the content producers here at See Here Love. I just wanted to take a moment to invite you to join our community called the See Here Lovelies. Here's how. Number one, sign up to our weekly newsletter. Every week, you'll get a personal note from Melinda with links to our shows, blogs, and resources, as well as inspirational content and a short devotional. You'll also be the first to know about upcoming events and giveaways. QR code is in the show description or sign up through our website at See Here Love and look for the newsletter icon. Number two, join us in studio and be part of our studio audience. Take a behind-the-scenes tour in our master control room, editing suites, and studio. You'll meet Melinda and the See Here Love co-hosts and guests. Email us at seeherelove at crossroads.ca for more info. And finally, number three, become a monthly partner. 
$25 or $50 a month will help us share our brave themes and conversations on television, here on podcasts, YouTube, video streaming, and on our social media platforms. We can't do See Here Love without donations and sponsorships, so please go to www.seeherelove.com slash donate and give your one-time or monthly donation today. Become a See Here Lovely and join our See Here Love community of belonging, vulnerable, and brave conversations. We are here for you. Here we go. So with that, without further ado, (laughs) Helen, take it away as you're the Bible teacher for this episode, one study one on Shifra, Pua, and Jehoshaphat. So how exciting. Yes. I have always been enamored with especially these two Hebrew midwives. What a story of how these two women that God wrote and mentioned their names. And then also we'll look at Jehoshaphat as well. Women who were very instrumental in rescuing children that would have had certain death had they not intervened. Mm. How they stepped into a God story, Mm. which was scary, which was, um, took a lot of courage. Mm. And yet, and I love the fact that God did name them. So Mm. the first one, Shifra and Pua, are written in the Mm. very first um, chapter in the book of Exodus. Mm -hmm. And I'm going to read just a few of the scriptures from here. Starting at verse 15, it says, Then Pharaoh, the king of Egypt, gave this order to the Hebrew midwives, Shifra and Pua. When you help the Hebrew women as they give birth, watch as they deliver. If the baby is a boy, kill him. If it is a girl, let her live. But because I love that, but, Mm -hmm. but because the midwives feared God, they refused to obey the king's orders. They allowed the boys to live too. And so the king of Egypt called for the midwives. Why have you done this? He demanded. Why have you allowed the boys to live? The Hebrew women are not like the Egyptian women, the midwives replied. They are more vigorous and have their babies so quickly that we cannot get there in time. So God was good to the midwives and the Israelites continued to multiply, growing more and more powerful. And because the midwives feared God, He gave them families of their own. How gorgeous is that? These two brave women that would have been marginalized, would have not had any power or strength, but were just there delivering these babies. I mean, the edict they were given is Mm heart-wrenching. And yet they feared Mm. God more than they feared man. Mm. And what they did by not allowing these babies um, to be killed is actually just breathtaking. Mm. Um, I actually want to throw in here to one of the reasons I love this story so much is they also collaborated with other women Mm. and the collaboration of these five women in this Moses delivery story who became a deliverer of the people, um, his mother, Jochebed, Mm -hmm. that Mm -hmm. decided um, she would hide him and then put him into the waters where all these baby boys were being thrown into the Nile to be Mm -hmm. killed. She built a little ark as it were and put him in the water and in the Mm -hmm. distance stood his sister who watched this all happening. Mm -hmm. She stepped into the story as well because there in the distance was someone who um, was very privileged but had no power and that would have been Pharaoh's daughter. She watched too and the story as you read on as I hope you do is to look at Um, how these women collaborated, but it's 
started with two women who refused to allow wow. these babies to be killed. Mm. And so, and then God brings out, it brings in an outsider, as it were, Pharaoh's daughter, who also was a part. And it tells us when she heard the cry and saw this baby, her heart was moved with compassion. Mm. So the beauty, again, you asked why I love community. This is powerful mm -hmm. how God does that. And God had placed a call upon Moses's life. And this could never have really come to fruition had not um, these women, and in particular, these Hebrew midwives stepped into the story. I love them so much. And it's amazing, just isn't, like, we don't even know their names. I didn't even know about Shifra, yeah. you know, and Pua mm -hmm. at all. And yet this is significant. It's so significant. Yeah. And that the beauty of that collaboration. And mm -hmm. then if we look at, in Second Chronicles chapter 22, and I encourage everyone to really have a study of the story, this is someone na named Jehoshua. And she also, she was a princess's daughter. And and so again, she would have had privilege, but no power. Mm, Often yeah. we can look where Ooh. the Hebrew women would not have had that. But these two, um, both the Pharaoh's daughter and Jehoshaphat, who was, she, she was a princess. She could have used her influence. But what she did was when this edict was given, because there was a very evil um, leader, mm. Athaliah, who had decided to kill after her husband and her son were killed, yes. decided to kill all of the future heirs and the, the power of, you know, the the lineage, the power of the story is that she would have killed the line of David. And we know from scripture mm -hmm. that Jesus would come, the future savior, the de um, our deliverer would come through Jesus. And had um, Athaliah been able to execute that plan, and she was the daughter actually of Ahab and Jezebel, <laughs> that were yeah, evil um, leaders. But here she was, and she was married to a priest and um, had this influence in this situation, got into that room, and she took the youngest one that was about to be murdered and hid him for, let's not kid ourselves, she kid, hid him for six years. How do you hide no, a baby? That is my a part, toddler yeah. for six years. <laughs> for six And no one heard years. him or anything? Well, or I kind of wonder if he was hidden in the house of God if Jezebel or Athaliah <laughs> wasn't gonna show up at the house of God because he was hidden wow. in the temple. And uh, for that long time. And so the time came. Right. <laughs> I know. So, the time wow. came for um, the rightful leader to be presented as mm -hmm. the future king that would then lead the people and was a part of this amazing rescue story. So I look at how God called mm. what seemed like obscure women mm -hmm. for a moment, a prophetic moment a God-designed woman, and all of us, I think, will have choices mm -hmm. of whether we step into a hard story or not, because the backstory in each of these with, with the midwives and also with Jehokabed, Jehokabed, now I can't say her name right, and I know I practiced it, I know her name, Jehokabed. She, they stood up. It wasn't easy. Mm. It could have cost mm. all of these women their lives, yeah. and yet they partnered with a God story. Yeah. And I love them so much because I think God also positions us for such a time as this. And we often think, what possibly can I do? How can I either raise my voice or step into a story? And in, it, in all of this, it took defying a very evil edict that had been given, mm -hmm. that it was just an assumption these women would, or would follow orders and everything would just go as it was planned. But sometimes God writes a different story. Mm. That's good. And he mm. calls these women in, to step into a story and to say, here I am, you can use me. Yeah. yeah.
And that's why I love this so, so, Incredible. so very, very much. Three significant. Yeah. Okay. Okay. There's so much more and yeah. I encourage just study. There's so much we can learn from these women. But I wonder if mm -hmm. any of us have ever felt, <laughs> mm -hmm. okay, God, are you asking us to, uh, to mm -hmm. do something that feels really hard? I don't feel equipped to do. I may have to go against what somebody is expecting of me, but I'm going to rise up in this moment. I think we're all called to be rise up women. And I wonder if any of us have felt that God is inviting us into a story. Yeah. I think as now as we discuss, I think what I didn't really understand until you actually are talking, Helen, is just the decisions they made impacted the generations to generations to generations to come. Yeah. Like, it's like, you know, we see... The big names, yep. the strong names, but these women actually put into, you know, place yep. and start of lineage of like Jesus. Yeah, yep. you know what I mean. And we're like, oh wait, I there know. was lineage way back. That's how he actually got there. That's how. And that to me is a moment of just like, our decisions matter, our our courage matters, mm -hmm. and will we? I think the big thing is like, will we step up in a time of crisis to do the hard thing? Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. The thing that's hitting me is that fact that they're in a company of women. Yeah. That, mm. that there's an assignment mm. that was given that was completed because of the community. Mm. Because there was mm. this collaboration. Like they weren't supposed to necessarily do solo, completely yeah. solo. But there was right. this team almost that, had, that God was kind of nudging. To do something that was radical, like this is dangerous. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah, this They're is like, so very dangerous. dangerous. Was on the line. Yes. Yeah. And they were willing to take that risk. That's that's what I'm just sitting in going. Whoa, yeah, willing okay. to take the risk. Willing to take the risk. Just brilliantly strategic. I also, when you talk about like the community of women, I think of even just with Shifra and Pua the mothers who were birthing these children. Yes. Oh. We ha I had a very sanitized birth. Mm. I was in a hospital. Mm. It was it was our very like you know first like it was a very clean birth it was still traumatic and scary and overwhelming. And I wasn't wondering if my child was going to be taken yeah. and killed at the end of it, mm. right? And so in some ways I'm like, okay, so all of these amazing things have happened. This legacy has been maintained, but they took care of the moms in it. It, it started mm. with actually protecting the birthing mother. I have friends who have birthed stillborn children mm. and the pain mm. of that is so mm. traumatic or having a child mm. die in their arms. Mm. And it really came to working together as women and protecting mm. each other. Mm. And I just find that so significant and beautiful. Mm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I just think it's really powerful. When we, in that moment, these two midwives don't really know the big God story. They don't mm, know that right. if we protect these babies, this is, this is going to impact yes. the, the line of the coming Messiah. Yes. <laughs> and I think sometimes we think we don't really understand that this really is a world full of stories. And all of the stories are intersecting and impacting and connecting in ways we don't see the big picture. And we say, God, why is this happening like this here? Mm -hmm. But we have to trust that I need to be obedient with my part of the story. Yeah. Yeah. And trust that if when I'm obedient to my part of the story, that impacts this story, which yeah. connects to that story, which connects yeah. to this story. This is a world of stories and ways. And the only one that can understand and orchestrate all the ways is the one who is the way himself. Yeah. Mm -hmm. So each of us are responsible. How do I live close enough to the way himself, 
keep in company with him so that I'm obedient, that I have enough courage in him as I lean upon him to do really hard things because it impacts all kinds of stories that I can't see from my perspective. Your obedience matters. And maybe as you were speaking, Helen, you used the word, it struck me, obscure women Mm -hmm. and the relief that in God's story, nobody is obscure. Yeah. Right, like it right. all actually really, I don't know how I speak to somebody, how it's gonna impact their day, which impacts this, which impacts exactly. this. Like it yeah. all yeah. matters. Yeah. It's yeah. really it's really exciting. Mm-hmm. And it comes with gravity too. It does. Yeah. And I think too, Helen, you, were, you, you said two things that I underlined in the Bible. You emphasize but, mm. and you emphasize and because. Yeah. Yes. Why? Yes, because. <laughs> well, because <laughs> but. So often we think there is a, a guaranteed outcome. Mm-hmm. But when we stand up with conviction, yes. something can shift. Yeah. And, and then we see, we walk into that story, and, and I love because compassion was there, conviction was there, yeah. courage was there. All of those things framed the lives of these women. And so there is this but that there is about a shift to happen because of these women. And then the beauty of it is the reward, the beautiful reward of God blessed these midwives, it says. And I love that that's yeah. in the story too. There, um, there are multitudes and multitudes on the other side of our obedience. Yes, And yes, our obedience yes. to God and his inv- invitation to do something that we could never do on our own, but in his strength yes. and in his courage and with conviction, now we are about to see a story shift. Mm-hmm. And you're right, we do not see it now, exactly. but heaven will tell the stories yes. and there are untold multitudes yes. of people that rose up. We don't know them yet. We know these ones and thank God for them, yeah. but let their stories shape yes. your convictions. Yes. Let their stories and their butt Good. talk well, to it's, you. It's, yeah. it's twice it says, uh-huh. the midwives, however, feared God. Yes. Twice it mm-hmm. says, yep. they, their fear was really, I'm going to stand before the Lord. I, I'm, I'm held accountable. I answer to him. They weren't afraid of man. They weren't afraid yes. of the edict. Yes. They weren't afraid of someone else's power. They weren't afraid of yeah, someone else's speech. privilege or voice. Yeah. They said, I, because I fear the Lord, because yeah. I'm in awe of him, yeah. I belong to him, I will go away. That is completely countercultural. Yeah. Yeah. I love that word of conviction and countercultural. Yes. Because we look at these women and they were oppressed women. They yes. were marginalized women. Yes. There was a yes, generation that was desired to be eradicated. There was a genocide on the line mm-hmm. because these people were feared. And they stood up in their authority. Ooh, they job. took their power mm-hmm. and they, they put a stop to it. And I think, I, I listened to the story and I'm like, my first response is, ooh, they're kind of manipulative. <laughs> and then I had to go back and check myself and be like, why is that my first response? They were strategic. Mm. They went back mm-hmm. and they had strategy. They had mm-hmm. wisdom. They knew how to yeah. navigate the system and they saved lives. And it just was such a reminder to me as we stand with our conviction, as we stand with marginalized people, Jesus stands with the oppressed. He does. Yes. Right? He like does. I have he to does. wonder. That is where, yes. That's yes. where Jesus yes. stands. And, yes. And look so at the good. beauty that comes out of it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah. But do really um, Egyptians, women, um, are more vigorous and have their babies so quickly? (laughs) 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 Sorry. I was like, huh? (laughs) I read about the Hebrew women having babies so fast. I said, I'm claiming that in Jesus' name for me when I deliver. That's the takeaway from this. Babies quickly. I've said that about Dutch women. Dutch girls. Like the pregnancy is beautiful. I don't know. I don't know. You know, it's just so interesting. It's like the king of Egypt said to the Hebrew midwives, whose names were, was the king named? No. 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 Ah, good. Yes. Yes. But like the people, the person that is named is the person who fears God. Like in the end, that's the story that matters. 
Wow. So I just, I just, I just, I just the juxtaposition. The king isn't named, but the women who fear the Lord. Yeah. Hey. Yeah, so good. And if we just think of, we're talking about unknown women, mm -hmm. there's so, not few, but there are less women named. Yeah. And so, but if we're honest, it was a patriarchal time. Yes. But for the writer to put their yes. name in there. And not the kings. Yeah, I know. There's so much significance that their names are powerful and they're named and they have a place in our in our world. And yeah. Yeah, it's yeah, just, just back to what you were so saying. Like, yeah. Is there anything that's obscure? No one no. is obscure yeah. when your eyes are faced to Jesus. Yeah. Jesus sees you and he writes yeah. you into the story. And just like, mm, yes. Ah, ah, yeah. ah, oh. <laughs> the English teacher like brain right now is just like blowing up because we're using words like juxtaposition. You're noticing the, the little words yes. that are very easily like just read over. Yeah. But when you stop at like but yeah. or therefore or mm -hmm. an also, like when we notice these things mm -hmm. as we're going to be so studying in mm -hmm. the next four weeks mm -hmm. together, so good. notice those little words yeah. notice repetition yes exactly. notice like yes. rhythms and patterns oh, because mm. it's not in there by mistake that's <laughs> good twice he's trying yeah. to drive yeah a point. that's good yeah. and what i like too is that you know as we're taking notes we've got this bible study guide to kind of like help lead yep. have moments write those words down yeah. do what like helen says like but but because the name the king wasn't named marginalized like even yes. just words write them down yes. because somehow the holy spirit's like that's something you got to nice. sit on. Yes. And how about. we identify with that. Sometimes mm. it's us that identifies with that. Yes. Is how do I feel um, mm. dismissed? How do I feel unimportant in the mm -hmm. story? Where do I feel marginalized? And just rise up. Yeah. Because God wants you to say yes. And your choices matter in yeah. those moments. Mm. Now, Helen, you had a question for I us. Um, we could be here for hours, but <laughs> yeah. we're not. But I know that there was a question sort of to, yep. to kind of get us like. It's a big one. Thing. Okay. Have any of you felt a scary moment, mm. <laughs> really scary, mm. where you said yes to God and it made a difference in the lives of your life, but in the lives of others? Never, 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 never. <laughs> scary moment. I'm joking. I'm fully joking. Oh my goodness. Okay, okay I'll go how much time do we have? Okay, go. so we've got like 30 seconds. Honestly, each. for us, we moved from Toronto to Guelph, which is like a smaller-ish town. And it was terrifying for me to leave my birthplace and move an hour away with people moving mm -hmm. across the world. Mm -hmm. But I see the healing it's been for our family. Yeah. Mm, and amazing. in that, I hope it has brought freedom to people around us as I've been in relationship with people. And it's, it, it's rescued me in a lot okay. of ways. Um, I think for me, it's opening up myself to love again. Mm. Okay. Well, after a very That's public and devastating divorce, yeah. mm. you want to close yourself off and be like, I can't do this. I don't even know if I can love again when you're so hurt. Yeah. And I think the scary part is God was like, no, trust me. Yeah. Trust me, Mo. And Chris, and we say this, was not at all what I thought I wanted or expected. He's completely opposite. And God's like, exactly. He's the one I have for you. Trust mm -hmm. me in that. So I think for me, the scary thing is, and then being in a, and then blended family, yeah. becoming a parent, um, being in the lives of Nathan and Sophie, scary, but so worth it. And then God bless. And then God bless. <laughs> yes. So that's, I would say that's my moment. It's beautiful. I think for me, it's follow follow him because mm. I didn't have that relationship with him mm. and, and with Jesus and then coming to know just the revelation of who he is and, and just going okay well what does this mean for my life and it meant a whole lot of things that I didn't know it was going to mean mm -hmm. like just simply stepping out in faith and, and understanding that he is like the savior who loved me to death Mm. And then through that journey, just going, okay, well, now I'm going to call you and ask you to leave a career 
and I'm going to ask you to follow me here. I'm going to ask you to, you know, surrender things that I never thought I could or would. Mm -hmm. Uh, So I think those things are still, I'm in that journey right now. I'm in that journey. Beautiful. I I think for us, it was um, stepping out in faith to adopt a little girl from China with half of a heart, which has um, given us a new heart. And um, all of our kids would say, uh, our youngest little girl, Shiloh, they would all say, Shiloh is the best thing that ever happened to us. Um, So I just really resonate with this story. Where is God asking you to step out in Mm -hmm. faith that will actually bring life to somebody else and dramatically change their lives? And honestly, change yours the most. Yes, so Mm -hmm. much. Oh, so good. Many years ago, John was a successful dentist. God had brought our life back Mm. together and God invited us to plant a church. Nothing in the world would have ever prepared us for it. (laughs) (laughs) John's a dentist. I don't know what I'm doing. And we stepped in and we, for 38 years ago, that happened. And I look at the gift on the other side. I could never have imagined what would happen in these 38 years as the story continues to unfold. Mm. It took courage. There was a lot of opposition. People thought we were crazy and losing our minds, but God was in the story. And today I look at the blessing of it and I am so grateful. I said, yes. Amazing. So what we learn from Shifra and Pua and Jehoshaba in all of this, we step out in courage and in faith as we move, as we love, as we choose Jesus, as we adopt, as we plant a church, Mm. all those things, God's in it, but all of us took that step to be courageous, to step up in crisis and change and look where we are now. That's the encouragement part. Let's close with our Mm -hmm. prayer. There's a prayer after every section in our study guide to kind of like cap off what we've we've learned and heard. So we'll just, if you can do the prayer and then I'll close up. Psalm 119. Teach me, Lord, the way of your decrees that I I may follow it to the end. Give me understanding so that I may keep your law and obey it with all my heart. Direct me in the path of your commands, for there I find delight. Turn my heart towards your statues and not towards selfish gain. Turn my eyes away from worthless things. Preserve my life according to your word. Fulfill your promise to your servant so that you may be loved. Amen. Thank you so much. Thank you all. It was fast but deep. Thank you, Helen, Anne, Trifina, and Anne for being with us. And don't forget for you to make sure that you download our study guide right here, seeherelove.com slash study. Download it, download it, download, and always know as you're faced with a crisis to step up because you are seen, heard, and deeply loved by God. Thanks for joining us. We'll see you next week for episode two in study two. Bye-bye. The Bible can feel overwhelming, confusing, or hard to believe. Scripture Untangled, a new podcast by the Canadian Bible Society, brings you interviews with culture leaders, leaders in ministry, and Bible thinkers to help you be inspired to dive into the Bible and understand it. Listen for free and subscribe to Scripture Untangled on your preferred podcast app. Visit scriptureuntangled.ca for more information. Thank you for listening to See, Hear, Love, the podcast with Melinda Estabrooks. We are able to do See Her Love because of these generous sponsors. Tyndale University. Belinda and I are both Tyndale alumni. Tyndale is where you will experience high quality academics interwoven with faith and a community of students and faculty that challenges you to live authentically, to follow Christ and actively engage your culture. Visit www.tyndale.ca. The Canadian Bible Society champions the Bible as the voice of God, revealing Jesus Christ 
the living word. Go to www.biblesociety.ca. And finally, the International Justice Mission Canada rallies Canadians to the fight to end slavery and violence in our lifetime and prove that justice for the poor is unstoppable. Go to ijm.ca today. Please check out these amazing organizations who are doing life-transforming work and who we are proud to be partnered with.